welcome to Christian Financial Perspectives, where you're invited to gain insight, wisdom, and knowledge about how Christians integrate their faith, life, and finances with a biblical worldview. Here's your Christian Financial Advisors host, Bob Barber, and his co-host, Sean Peters. Welcome to another episode of Christian Financial Perspectives. We're so glad that you joined us today, whether that's on video or audio. But if you are checking us out on YouTube right now, we'd love for you to hit that subscribe button and like this video. If, of course, you like episodes on financial topics from a Christian perspective. And last time we checked, we're still at about 80% of viewers haven't subscribed. You say that a lot, Sean. I know. Well, it hasn't changed. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm hoping for us to hit a 70 100%? or 60%, okay. you know, that... that uh, haven't subscribed, maybe yeah. we'll work our way down. Yeah. But yeah, so again, if you if you like episodes on financial topics, but from a Christian perspective, we'd love for you to hit that subscribe button. It helps us and it also helps other potential viewers to find the content. So today we have a special program on 12 life events requiring financial advice and planning. And so today we're going to just cover part one. It's going to be the first six. And Bob, what do you think about this topic? Well, Sean, what made me come up with this topic is uh, there's so many different types of life events that happen throughout our lives that many people don't realize that they the first thing they need to do when they're looking at this life event that's going mm -hmm. to occur is to call an experienced financial advisor for advice and planning. And so that's that's where I came up with this list. This list is from over 30 years of experience in seeing this. And many times I will uh, see these life events occur and financial planning is the last thing that people think of when these life events yeah. occur, where it should be one of the first things That's that right. they think of. That's right. Okay? And I think a lot of people might, you know, if you're, if you're watching right now, you might be thinking, well, yeah, retirement planning. That's probably like, what, what else would you really need? financial planning or, or advice for, but as you're going to learn in these you know, two episodes, there are at least 12 major life events that you should be looking at fun getting some financial advice and planning. And this will not only help you today's program, but maybe as somebody you know that's yeah. going through one of these life events. So we do have the first one is re retirement planning. And Sean, this is not something you should wait until you're retired to then do the retirement yes. planning. Okay. Yes. And that's what I see more times than not. Okay, I'm retired now. Now what? Wait a second. Yeah. That's okay, we can do it. Well, speaking there's, of planning well, ahead and not yeah. wasting to the yeah. last minute, we actually you actually there's had a, a, there's a really a good, good scripture. Yeah. Proverbs twenty one five. You want to read that one? Sure. The plans of the diligent lead surely to advantage. But everyone who is hasty comes surely to pro poverty. So, ah, okay, um, you know, th and that's the importance of pre-planning. So with retirement, this is something that you need to start as early as in your, your mid-20s. You need yeah. to start thinking about retirement planning. Well, the sooner you start, the better off you're going to be simply because you have more time on your side for the wonderful uh, compounding interest, the what, what do we call that? The eighth, what, eighth, the wonder, eighth wonder, of wonder of the modern of the world. world. <laughs> exactly. That's what they, that's what they they say. Uh, it was Benjamin Franklin who said that. Yeah. Okay. So and, start as soon as possible, but 
at the very least, like if you're in your 30s, you definitely need, if you haven't started already, you definitely need to get going. And how so. much should you save? And, and that all depends on how much you want to retire on. That's right. So this is something I see more times than not, though. Now we're retired, and um, our budget is uh, 80000 a year, and we've got 400000 in retirement. Not going to happen. You can't take 20% a year out of your 400000 So you you need to uh, assess this before you ever do retire. That's right. Is, is that going to work? you got to look at your age. you got to look at life expectancy. I will sit down with someone and, and, and ask them, how old did your parents live to? You yeah. know, it's genetics. A lot of this is genetics. I'm finding more and more. They're still alive at 90. <laughs> so yeah. we need to plan for 90 or 95. And if you've got a bunch of relatives and and grand you know grandparents and other people who lived to age one hundred, well, go to your family graveyard. Yeah, you'll see it. Yeah, you sh you should yeah. probably plan for a hundred then. I, I went to my family graveyard. I've been on my, both my mom's and my dad's side, and man, we live a long time. We go to eighty five or ninety. Just that can't was get back, rid of you, right, Bob? You, you y'all just keep on going. <laughs> you know, my family goes back in Texas to eighteen thirty. And we've we you know we've got these we we go back to our grave grave sites called Hornsby's Bend in Austin and you'll see you know these graves from 1850 1860 it's amazing and you'll see their age and yeah, yeah they they lived up there even back then with the especially special. back then yeah. yeah that was a long long time so and how is your pension and all that going to, to come into yeah. into play okay so that that's the, that's the first life event. The second life event. Go ahead. You got. You see it listed a there. De death in the family. Oh yeah. So you know something with this is how will the life insurance proceeds be handled? Restructuring family finances. I mean, there, there's a lot to think about when there's when there's a death in the family. And you notice one thing I have here under my point, Sean, is that the 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 amount that you're getting for life insurance should be kept highly confidential. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm sorry to say this, but family members, if they know, and I've seen this happen, oh, it's a sad thing too, where um, I I remember one of our ladies that lost her husband in their younger years, and there was an over a million dollar life insurance policy. And she told a few of her family members, and they start coming out of the woodwork about how they need money. Mm -hmm. And yep. I was like, "Oh my goodness, that!" So she should not have shared that. Needs to be keep that confidential. Even keep that probably from the from the children. Just yeah. uh, and and then just look at the income that's needed to, that's going to need to be replaced in the absence of possibly the breadwinner. If that was yeah. the bread breadwinner that passed away. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, one one thing that uh, you know you you could use as as a positive though is is making sure your spouse knows how much life insurance you have because that's a good incentive for you to to not argue with your spouse and uh, and uh, keep that good <laughs> relationship. You true. don't want it to be tempting or anything. <laughs> yeah, and and enough life insurance. More times than yeah. not, we see somebody thinks, well, my two hundred fifty thousand dollars is adequate for what I need, or my five hundred thousand dollar policy and. The breadwinner's making a hundred thousand a year. Yeah. You, you you need a lot more coverage than yeah. that. So so we got so many of these to cover. Let's go into the third sure. one. The third one is divorce. Whether it's you know before a divorce occurs, like maybe you're in the proceedings for that, as well as after the divorce has finalized. There's there's a lot of things to to think about. Um, we're we're working with um, an individual, and and it was from a divorce and. Um, Really, I wish so much so that that I had been able to meet with her before the divorce, because the settlement that she got from the divorce and the lifestyle that she was used to living, there's no doubt that his attorney took advantage of her. 
Mm. really took advantage of her and and now she's got to really readjust her lifestyle yeah and uh and she was married to this man for over 40 years so mm. uh are you receiving enough is the bottom line yeah and um enough to replace the lost income and and how are you going to handle that settlement right and we'll definitely work with your attorney and um and and, and bring the numbers to the screen where you can see them and everybody can see these numbers that this is not going to work out. Yeah. There needs to be more here or, or maybe it's too much in some cases as well. So, but more times than not, I, I kind of end up uh, helping the ladies with this um, well, it's more just, so than the men. It's just like the retirement or the death in the family that, yeah. you know, you might think, oh, this is a lot of money. But the reality is, is that, you know, if there's a certain amount of income you're needing per year, well, how many years potentially are you needing that income? Because that drastically changes the that lump sum amount. Yeah, so it does. It does. All right, this fourth one, number four, new marriage. Yep. And you know, um, it's new marriage. When I say new marriage, it might be the first marriage, or it yeah. might be a second marriage because yeah. of the death of a spouse or a divorce. But now we've got a plan for two instead yep. of one. Um, we, the question is: It the second marriage? There's a lot of issues in a second marriage, especially if both have children from the first mm -hmm. marriage mm -hmm. and how that's going to be structured because there's always that, um, you know, if, if, if like if Rachel were to pass away and I were to get remarried and we both yeah. had children, um, I want to make sure that the assets that when Rachel and I were both married, um, that those assets would go to the, to my children, not right. to the children of the person I would, would yeah. marry if you know and, and, and I, vice versa and vice versa exactly yeah, if you were yeah. newly newly married because your spouse passed away and you know your new spouse also had children from that's, that's what i meant yeah exactly it's right. like well then they kind of the same thing it's like they, 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 if they, they want, have they assets want right yeah. so that can be structured through uh an estate planning attorney and mm -hmm. we know how to advise you to help you with that um this the second thing is financial goals. When 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 you when you have two people come together, they have different financial goals, and we yep. we need to uh, get those goals to where those goals align well, with each other. And the other thing too, Bob, is is you have people who get remarried, and usually each person already has someone that has kind of been there for their financial advisor, and so so when you get married, there's a good chance yeah. that you're going to fire one advisor and you're going to keep the other one. Um, it's just something to, to think about, you know, yep. it, it's not like nothing changes. It's yeah. like you said, two becoming one. Well, it doesn't really make sense to have two separate financial advisors. You really, at the very least, you need one that's like your primary advisor. Yeah. Maybe you have another one, you get a second opinion like a doctor. <laughs> well, but, like I said here, yeah. my point that I have too, Sean, is I, I've seen more times than not, um, I've served the husband and the wife for 20 years. Mm -hmm. The husband passes away. The wife gets remarried in within the next two years, and once she gets remarried, that new man there's kind of an ego thing here. That man's like, "We're not going to use that financial advisor that you and your husband yeah. use. We're, we're going to use the one that I've, I've got." Exactly. exactly. Yeah, I see that. So there's a lot of ego involved there, especially yeah. with us men. I'm I'm a man, so I'm going to say it. Um, Are you saying we sometimes have an ego problem? Oh, now? yep, we do, <laughs> especially when it comes to finances. I know. I yeah. know how to do it better, you know. So. Um, I just, I, that needs it's to be just something at. to That's think a about. life event. Exactly. That's a major life event. Okay. The fifth life event 
is a disability or a major illness. Mm. And when this comes along, you definitely need to get with your financial advisor or planner. Look at how this is going to affect it. Is there going to be a loss of income for a while? That's right. You remember when Rachel got cancer and um, thank goodness we had very good disability on Rachel and I. I didn't need to collect any disability because I was not disabled, but she was for yeah. a couple of months and that loss of income that she was making because she was working with the firm then um, kicked in. Yep. And I'm glad that we had the disability and it definitely helped us between that and our health insurance and then Christian Healthcare Ministries covered the deductible. We were out no money at yeah. all. You know that, that disability insurance or that like for loss of income from maybe even just a temporary illness, like a major illness. Mm -hmm. That is definitely one of the most common things that we have seen, you know, over the years is that people, they'll have life insurance. But but if you've got life insurance and you don't have disability, you're far more likely during your lifetime to need some sort of disability or like a major illness, like income replacement insurance than you are life insurance. Because as I'm sure you're aware, Bob, but you only need life insurance once. Yeah. But you might need the disability insurance more than once. Exactly. So it's very important. All right. So this is going to take us up to our last one for today. So we're covering six for today. Next week, we'll cover six more of these major life events that really you need financial advice or planning for. This last one is, and it's a very important one. We're ending up probably the, the last one is the biggest one. Yeah. Is before any large purchases are mm -hmm. done, like a new home, a second home, an investment property, uh an expensive vehicle. Vehicles yeah. today can, can easily oh, run yeah. $50,000. Uh, a boat, a RV, or an airplane. I've even seen, I've even had yep. a couple clients uh, purchase airplanes. And even you know, the small airplanes are expensive. <laughs> exactly. So can you afford this? Can your financial plan afford that new boat? Can you afford that yeah. second home? What's going to be the long-term cost of that? And will there be a loss of return on the dollars withdrawn? Mm -hmm. And, you know, Sean, you know, one of that my, opportunity cost. Yeah. Well, one of my things is I never like to put money into anything that's not going to be worth more money later. Yeah. Yeah. And and so if you sometimes you do it though, but you know very, I think very seldom do I do that. You told me a story one time because yeah. I, I wasn't I wasn't here at, okay. at the time, but you had a client that wanted to take like the whole family, so it was like themselves, their kids, and the grandkids on this like uh, big cruise. Right. And I think it was you know fifteen plus thousand dollars. Right. Pretty pretty good amount when you got a whole bunch of people. And what's what's really great in a situation like this is even if it's something like that, you can plug that information in. Like we use e money. One of our well, our last our, our previous yeah, episodes was right. one on e money, but. Basically, you plug that information in, and I, I believe at the time, just based on how long their life expectancy was, still because they're already in retirement, that fifteen thousand was technically a sixty thousand dollar opportunity cost. That's right. That's correct. So, but once you plug the numbers in, they were able to see that oh, even with that being a sixty thousand dollar opportunity cost, they were still well within where they needed to be between now and age ninety. So. Yeah. So this is one of those things where even if it isn't something that is going to be worth more later, at least knowing, hey, is this going to throw us off on our projections and on like on our targets and our goals? So I would say so. go back and listen to that podcast we did, um, what was it, about four or five weeks ago um, on interactive financial planning. Mm -hmm. And that points to that. 
So just be very, very careful about taking money out of your financial plan that, that's going to really relate to, you're, you're gonna have less dollars. It's gonna be yeah. worth, worth a lot less. Now, a second home or an investment is maybe a different story that could be worth more. That should that, go up in value. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's going to do it today for the first six life events. Next week, we'll come back with part two as we cover these 12 life events that require financial advice and planning. Uh, if you know anyone that's about to go through one of these life events that we mentioned today, retirement, death in the family, well, we don't know that, but if they if they Or recently, if it just happened. If, yeah, yeah, if it just happened, divorce, new marriage, disability, or a major purchase, um, feel free to give us a call. Have them give us a call. Uh, or they can text our number at 830-609-6986 or visit us, visit our website at yep. uh, christianfinancialadvisors.com. Any any last uh, thoughts, Sean? No, I think that about does it. Okay. God bless and thank you again as always for joining us. Bye-bye. That's all for now. We invite you to listen to all of our past episodes covering many financial topics from a Christian perspective. To make sure you don't miss any of Bob's upcoming episodes, you can subscribe to Christian Financial Perspectives on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Amazon Music. To learn more about integrating your faith with your finances, visit ChristianFinancialAdvisors.com or call 830-609-6986. Investment advisory services offered through Christian Investment Advisors, Inc., DBA Christian Financial Advisors, also known as Christian Financial Advisors Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Comments from today's show are for informational purposes only and not to be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any company that may have been mentioned or discussed. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host, Bob Barber, and his guests. Bob does not provide tax advice and encourages you to seek guidance from a tax professional. While Christian Investment Advisors believes the information to be accurate and reliable, we do not claim or have responsibility for its completeness, accuracy, or reliability.